Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Now, bird, you cannot fly. Sparrow, save your only fly. Winter's here and you are cold. No other bird would be so bold. No other bird would be so
and gentlemen, welcome to episode 118 of Getting It Out Podcast. I hope it's 118. I think it's 118. I'm not going to look it up, but I'm pretty sure we're on 118. That was Elephant Tree with Bird. Uh, their new album actually, I believe, comes out uh, April 24th, which would be uh, today. At least that's the earliest you can hear this. Uh, they're out of London. Um, what do they call it? It's, it's Prague. It's uh, Psych. It's Doom. That's what they say. Prague Psych Doom Artisans. I don't use I don't use language like that. That's not me. But uh, that's what the, that's what they that's what somebody says about them. Uh, <laughs> the record uh, Habits. It comes out April 24th on Holy Roar Records. Uh, it's very cool. Um, and I suggest if you're not familiar with Elephant Tree, you get familiar with Elephant Tree. I played a song, a song of theirs from this album uh, a few weeks back at the end of one of the episodes. So uh, they're 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 a cool band. Um, and uh, that's 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 kind of the direction that we're headed on this episode. We're talking some prog prog metal uh, to be uh, particular on this episode. Uh, I got uh, a mystery mystery guy. I can't tell you his name. We, well, biggest reason is I don't know it. I don't know his name. I never asked him his name because he didn't want anybody to know his name. So uh, it got the guy that does Sermon. Sermon is a is a band from the UK. They're a prog metal band, uh, j- just like uh, just like Elephant Tree. So maybe they are Elephant Tree. Maybe it's the same fucking guy. I don't know. The only thing we do know is uh, is what we talked about in this interview, and uh, I'm excited for you to hear that. This was recorded a couple weeks ago. Um, I mentioned before uh, that with this uh, with coronavirus situation and being being at home all the time. I'm able to stockpile, uh, stockpile interviews, especially with international people, because the time zones don't seem to matter. I'm here. I can jump on and chat for a half hour to 45 minutes uh, when needed, and uh, it's been pretty cool to get some of these done. Just in, in this week alone, I've spoke to people in uh, Sweden, uh, in Germany. Um, last, well, you heard on the last episode, they, they, they were also, I think they were also in Sweden too. I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's from everywhere. Right? Whatever. Doesn't make any sense, but that's what I do. I don't make any sense. Uh, but thank you for listening to Getting It Out Podcast, episode 118. Um, might as well do the, do the bad, the, the worst intro uh, that you've ever heard now. I still need an intro. God damn it. Someone just make me a new intro for this fucking podcast. This is getting exhausting. <laughs> Almost 100 episodes of this, of this, of what you're about to hear. Almost 100 episodes of this uh, out of touch irrelevant that's the word irrelevant rap song that you're about to shake your little tushy to so here it is let's get into the podcast Dark satellite media. you know when i started doing a podcast i thought i found my calling but there's something more there's a little something more i think i can reach into i got a little more in me i need to get it out just like the podcast is getting it out rap song from the getting it out podcast and it feels powerful. I think you feel it too. I think you feel it too. But there's certain things that need to be said. Because I was thinking about it a lot lately. What exactly was I was thinking about? We'll have to break it down here. Just a little bit for you. I was sitting at home trying to relax. When I realized a podcast needs a rap. It sound way better with Nate Dog back. But I gotta spit quick on these Amish cats. Well, big horse of shit on rumble strips. Zeb sits back with a hundred kids, but I know how shallow that gene pool is. So what did he do with his cripple kin? How do you tell the time at night when the sun don't shine on the dial bright? Well, Bob Scott lives the hard rock life, singing on the streets underneath the lights. I got grocery lists of shit I don't like. Gonna run them by old Mike on ice and like cops have a day with the butt drug tips. This podcast will flip your lids. So that's what I sing about. On the song for the podcast, it's getting it out. 
here we are back again, still uh, reporting from the bunker. The bunker is exactly the same place I was at before. Uh, we were, what is this? It's not, I keep saying quarantine. We're not being quarantined, though. We're being uh, imprisoned is the wrong term. I don't know. I feel like my attitude is changing on, on all this. I might have touched on this last week. I don't know. I've, I've lost track of time. I think that's happening to everybody. I'm losing track of time. Uh, weeks go fast. Days seem long, but the weeks go fast. Uh, working from home is somehow normal. Um, it's something I literally had never done until this whole thing started. Not until April 20 or M- March 20th. That's when I started working from home. It's now uh, April 23rd. Over a month of not going to work. Um, I do like it. I do like that part. Uh, I mean, I am working, but it's gotten more difficult because sometimes you know you just need to have the shit in front of you. You need to do, you need to physically see what you're looking at and uh, touch things and uh, and uh, I don't know r- move some papers around. I haven't seen my office in in a, in a month, and I'm not I'm not, I'm not actually exactly complaining. I'm just saying it's different. It's weird. Still still some growing pains, but that's okay. But what makes it even harder is now that the the, the, the state has officially shut down uh, schools for the year, <laughs> like they went that far, that extreme, like no more school for the year. All right, that's fine. I get it. But that means now my wife and I got to be the teacher. And don't get me wrong. My wife handles most of it, like for sure, because she has the patience and I do not. Um, but but it's hard, man. It's hard to, to do your job and then do someone else's job too. Like uh do, should we get a refund on our school taxes this year? Uh, I don't know. Probably not. All right. I don't need to be one of those people. Sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be that. But I. But I also don't want to be one of these. Uh, reopen the state and uh, let's all give each other diseases. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where I stand anymore. I'm lost. I get so mad. I really do. I had. To, I had to have my car get worked on. Uh, get get inspected and then uh, there was a recall too for for this. Yeah, it's a fucking ten year old car. Just let it die. But anyway, they uh, you had to take it to the to the, to the Hyundai dealership, and I walked in and I had one of these stupid masks in my pocket, but I didn't want to put it on. And I walk in and this lady, this lady's from behind the desk. She goes, "Sir, uh, you have to leave if you're not wearing a mask." So I very angrily put on this mask, and then I say the exact same sentence I said to her when I walked in, and suddenly that sentence was acceptable. But the problem was she couldn't understand me. And she said, what's your name? Like Don Bacon? And I was like, no. And then I pulled my mask down and said my name again. And then she got it that time. And I said, see, here's the problem. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think it's just an authority thing with me that I have to get pissy about uh, wearing the mask. I don't really know what it is. I just know that, uh, <laughs> that I'm struggling with it. Like I, I totally agree with it. I just don't want to do it. It's it's uh, it's awful. I, I've I've got a bad attitude. Someone needs to uh, smack it out of me. Uh, I'm sure several people are willing to do that. So uh, so come on by, give me a smack, get this uh, stupid attitude out of my head. Uh, let's just continue because we're doing all right, right? We're doing all right. I'm getting probably more exercise than I was before. Uh, I'm on a great drinking streak. Uh, <laughs> you cannot deny. It. So you know how long the, that streak of me working at home? That's also my drinking streak. Um, so, <laughs> which sounds terrible. This sound—that's—I say that like weekly, and if people listen, to probably goddamn, get this guy to rehab. It's—it's it's not like that, all right. Relax. Uh, <laughs> that's what they all say, right? He's—he's—he's saying—he's saying what everybody says. All right. Hey, listen. I don't know. Maybe I'll just take up smoking again. That's—that—that—that that, that, that might alleviate some of the boredom. Probably bad though, and a bad time to be a smoker. If you're still smoking cigarettes, um, 
I suggest you stop or quit your bartending job. What, what made you, why did I assume you have a bartending job? I didn't. I just uh, thought maybe, maybe you might. Um, no, that's sorry. That goes with the, the, the cocaine addictions. Anyway, move on. Let's talk about what's happening on this episode, even though I already told you in the intro. In, the, in this episode, I got, a, I got a guy. I'm not sure of his name. He's in the band Sermon. He put out the record, The Birth of the Marvelous, uh, over a year ago on Prosthetic Records. I, him and I had gone back and forth a couple times about doing an interview. Uh, I think I just posted something on Instagram at one point about how much I liked the record. And he was like, uh, we should talk about it sometime. And I was like, uh, yeah, that's cool. And then we were like, uh, let's do it then. And then we just didn't. That's how it went. That's the story. <laughs> so a couple times we'd go like, hey, I'm still interested in doing this. And he'd be like, yeah, I'm still interested in doing this. And then we'd be like, all right, cool. And then nothing would happen. And then finally, we were like, hey, man, let's make this actually happen. So we did. And uh, I had this conversation, and it was enjoyable. And I'm here to share it with you all today on episode 118 of Getting It Out Podcast. But first, I want to introduce you to the band, if you're unfamiliar. They're called Sermon. Uh, it's such a difficult band to Google. Come on. Come on, mystery man. Do you know how difficult it is to Google Sermon and have something come up relative to your band? I mean, it's not that hard, but you, know, you, you get what I'm saying. Um Let's let's play a song from Sermon. Let's do. Uh, I think it's the, the first track on the record. Is is the Descend the first track on the record? I think it might be. So let's play the Descend, and uh, then go into my interview with uh, some guy from Sermon. <laughs> Same. 
Hello. 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 How you doing? <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Although we've just uh, had a lockdown announced, so my housemates are panic- panicking. Oh, you guys but, just, uh, yeah, you just started with that? Well, he, I mean, he, he tried to do, Boris tried to do it last week, but kind of no one listened. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he, now they're giving out fines, I think. So everyone's, I think he, basically they closed it down gra- more gradually. Like, so the first things to go were like, you know, say work from home and then, then pubs are closed, that kind of thing. It's just been done step by step. And now, you know, daddy's serious so <laughs> well, we had that yeah. we, we had that part we had that part last week at the end of last week uh but i but i had heard and it, well so it's sort of going a couple steps like last week or the week before whatever i was i was talking to people in milan and you know they were obviously they've been locked down for a while because uh, it's, it's it's terrible there but then like it was slowly happening here and then i heard that you guys were holding out you were the last you were the last <laughs> nation that was really, like nah, fuck really this. St- yeah, <laughs> really stupid. Really yeah. stupid. It's just it's such a it's such a uh, arrogant British thing to do. It's totally echoes the uh, the way the government is at the moment. I think. Hey, us it's too. Just, You're not yeah, really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> we, we Where got, are you from again? Sorry, I'm in uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Uh, well, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All oh, right, okay, cool. I d- yeah, I didn't know. I hadn't really. I mean, I don't follow. I don't really follow the news too much because I, uh, I just it's just the most depressing thing ever. Um, right? Yeah, I, I hadn't. I didn't really know what was going on with America. To be honest, I just see the occasional Trump tweet. Well, you know, he's he's a crazy. he's a moron. So it's it's constant stupidity and chasing. It was like two weeks ago he was saying that this it's no big deal, and now this week he's like, I've been trying to tell you guys it's a big deal. Nobody would listen to me. And I'm like, I could fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's so crazy. It's amazing. I've never seen even a child when when you know when you catch a child lying. Yeah. They say I never said that. It's like I've, I've got it. I can see you. You just said it to me. It's exactly like that. It's incredible. It I, is. I, I sort of admire it in a way. I know, and that's all right. So that's what I was going to get to. Like I, I can't stand the guy. I think he's a total piece of shit. Uh, I don't care if he you know drops dead. But uh, but at the same time, like. It's it's really funny. Like it's not funny for the right reasons, but it's funny. Like the way he just goes about his business is is it's fucking bizarre, and it makes me laugh. You know, not for, not it's an, it's, not why he wants me to laugh, but because it's just like holy shit, you're a real adult that other people somehow worship. It's weird. It, it it's mind blowing how he how he how he got there. I, it just still blows my mind. But you know, it's, I suppose he's got a lot of supporters over there. I just don't <laughs> ever hear of it. But, yeah. No, I didn't too. And you know yeah. that not to get the balls deep into this, but like bef- while that election was starting, I was living in Baltimore. You know, mm. like a, a big American city, a big predominantly black American city too. And and then it's quite a dangerous city, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, is it, you, is it dangerous? It can be. You just if, if you're an idiot, it can be. But you know, it's all right. But anyway, I moved. So when I moved, I moved out of there like during the election yeah. too. And as soon as I moved back to like rural Pennsylvania, where it was more, you know a lot more white people spread out it was like oh shit there are people that there's a lot of people that are going to vote for this guy and you know <laughs> and crazy, here, here we it? are I here we are it's just mind-blowing yeah yeah oh the world oh the world eh <laughs> well yeah <laughs> on to on to better things you know enough of uh 
pandemics and uh, idiot politicians. We're, you and I have, t- have talked about talking for a little while, and finally, we've done it. We made it work. Yeah, no, thank you actually for taking the time because uh, I mean, you know, there's not really a reason to kind of care too much about CERN at the moment because there's not a lot going on. So, uh, yeah, I do appreciate it for sure. Yeah, no problem. But 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 the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is because immediately hearing hearing uh, the the record you put out, Birth of the Marvelous. By the way, you you made that post yesterday saying it's been officially a year since it's been out, right? Yeah. Well, ever yeah, since I heard, yeah. I heard it, I've been very into it, and so I, I wanted to talk to you about oh, it, obviously. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, I'm totally up for it. It's going to be. Uh, I'm going to have to like jog my memory because it's right. it's honestly not a huge part of my life, really. Not at the moment, anyway. Well, that's something I was going to ask you about, but we'll get to that then. Mm. But um, this is this was a solo project for you, right? Do I have that yes. right? Yeah, no, 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 that's correct. Um, and actually, actually, to be honest, it's it's a really old. I wrote this when I was twenty four, yeah. and I'm now thirty one. So right. it took a long, long time to to get it to get it done. And mainly, that's just because even if you have like some money which i don't really have any of but i was willing to pay it's just because you're kind of a nobody no one really believes you even if you've got money so just getting them to like you know to allocate their time to you know record the drums and you know record the rest of the album properly it's really it's really fucking hard because i'm you know i've never played anything i'm just an idiot in his bedroom really right so you you couldn't go off the who you know shit I had met the drummer James yeah. um, Stewart from Vader and Decapitated for many, many years ago uh, on another band that I'd, again, another little solo thing I'd done in my room, but it, it got good reviews and magazines and stuff. Um, and I've just kept in contact with him since, like watched him, you know, play with Vader, go to all the gigs, stay in touch. Yeah, we should do the album soon kind of thing. And um, yeah, just never did. But um, but yeah, it's a solo project, more or less, and it's maybe it will grow into something more. Um, I can see it going that way, but at the moment, it's uh, not much more than just me and him, really. Well, that's still pretty cool, and 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 for Vader is very different than Sermon, you know. <laughs> so that's yeah. not, not a lot of similarities there. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I love Vader. I, mean, I do too. I really do, I do love too. Vader. Yeah. Um, but it, I, yeah, James is actually just—he's—it's—it's it's the only way he can really, he's making money. To be honest, like he can blast like the best of them, yeah. um, and he's—he's he's extraordinary. He can play whatever you want him to play. Like I've seen him play in hip hop bands, jazz, prog, whatever—you name it. He—he's—he's he's in everything. Like he can do whatever you want him to do. Um, so yeah, it is different. But he loves this sort of music. So he. You know, he's kind of honorary other half of of this thing. We kind of do it together now. No, that's very cool, and it's it's. A, and I I was surprised. I didn't know that until earlier today. I had no idea that he was on this record until earlier today. And I and I'm a legit Vader fan. Not just saying that either. You know, <laughs> I think I yeah, think, I think they're skipped over sometimes. It's they're an important death metal band. I, I love them. They they yeah they're um they're a real workhorse band. You know, they they always touring, playing, releasing, and I still don't think they've, to my knowledge, they've not made a bad album. They've certainly made ones that are better than others. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like I really like the Morbid 
the Morbid Reich. I thought it was a great album. And then Tibet Aigni after that, I quite liked. Um, I've heard a couple of songs off the new one, which is, it sounded pretty rocking. Well, they've got high expectations from them at this point. They've got to keep going. They've been around for a while, so they've got to keep putting out good ones. Yeah. But that's that's all right. I think they're great. I I do too. I really do. Um, But with with you, you you mentioned you've been in other stuff, but we we want to keep you anonymous Mm. and... uh, and what so what what is the anonymity about? Am I saying that word right? Yeah, I I, I can't say it right. <laughs> yeah, <either>. yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, but I think we all know what we all mean. Right, right. Um, so the, I, I guess um, actually it's a really uh, it's a boring it's a boring reason. Um, it could be a gimmick, and I think it's probably going to go more into that. To be honest, because the real reason why it was anonymous is is just dull. But yeah. it's really just because of my work. Yeah, I get um, it. <laughs> and it's just, you know, I, I, I need to be known as something else right. in my day job. So I, when people type my actual name into Google, I'd rather they didn't see me screaming at people on stage. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, absolutely. Um, but so there's not really, it's not like Ghost where there's like this big like tale and story behind it. Um, and there's not like, you know, a character really. Um, although that will kind of, change later on i think just because on stage it needs to look better but um but yeah no it's a it's a truly truly boring reason really yeah but it's uh, one it's one I, <laughs> I, I totally get it i i i don't like that um my name is uh googleable with this you know the only thing you're going to get if you google my name is is yeah. this and that's that was fine when i was operating machines but now that i'm at a mm. desk and answering you know now i got an office job uh it's it's not as good, but whatever. It's too late for me. So if it's, you can, that's the, yeah, if you can be ahead of it, then you might as well be. That's that's the thing. And that, to be honest with you, it's not because I, it's not because I think people would um, be bothered or they wouldn't work with my company because I own basically I own a, a branding agency in yeah. London, um, and it's a small operation. Don't get me wrong; I'm not rich or anything. But uh, when I go into like a room with a person and you know say hello and I'm trying to you know, convince them to do this thing with their company. It's just better not to, it's to, to them to take you as that rather than person on stage screaming at people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and, and like it or not, the stigma of being in a metal band is, it's never going to end. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's always going to be, you're going to be considered some kind of weirdo. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I, none of my friends really, like i don't have any friends except for james um who who likes this kind of thing which is why i don't really have a proper band because you know i'm the only person who likes it so i've kind of just got to take it upon myself to to do it um so yeah i'm I'm just alone in in this Uh, but i understand there's definitely a stigma i I don't tell people until like the until they have to know right right well, how, how did you get in, involved in this? Like, um, like playing what you play as sermon, not, mm. I mean, and it's easy to get into the music, but how did you get into, I guess, prog metal? I, when I was about, I think I was 13 or 14, my friend's dad, he was, he was, I knew he liked music and he used to take his kid to, to, um, gigs and everywhere and i was quite young so i'd never really been to anything before but he took me to see opeth uh yeah play at shepherd's bush on that lamentations dvd yeah um so and 
he'd given me Blackwater Park before, but as soon as the kind of roary vocals came in, I was like, oh, this is, this is shit. So you're like the opposite. Um, would... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the, the opposite almost. of every other, then, yeah. Uh, well, I liked Tool. Like, he gave me Tool. Yeah. Uh, he gave me Lateralus, I think. Um, but then when I saw Opeth play, and they played the soft set first, and then the heavier set afterwards, and they kind of started with Master's Apprentices, and I'd never heard anything like that in my life. And he did that, he did that, you know, guttural roar. And then suddenly he just started singing like an angel. I just, <laughs> uh, 13 year old me was just blown away, really. So that's how it kind of started. And then I started playing guitar because I wanted, you know, to, to, to have, to be interesting to girls. <laughs> uh, and then liked metal and realized that that doesn't really, that doesn't really work. <laughs> got to you got to be john mayer to, right right breast girls <laughs> um not not mike from opeth although i'm sure sure he does i think he does all right ladies yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of how it all started and it's just kind of been one kind of you know just a little nerd dream come reality sort of thing well, I love hearing that, and uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because Opeth is—I would—I would say they're probably my favorite band. Uh, oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And what, and, what and era? All, all of them. I'll take everything. I, I I really will too. The first the first record that I the first CD I think I got for them I was still in high school. I think I got Deliverance. You know when they were doing Damnation. And Deliverance. Ah, but, then, yeah, yeah. but then I found Damnation, and I really liked that too. So I I kind of found both sides of them at the same time. You know, it was it was kind of a nice yeah. time oh, to discover good... it. That's a good, I think that happened for a lot of people, actually. That was kind of the, I mean, I know Blackwater Park was kind of the breakthrough, but then after that, I think Deliverance and Damnation got them almost doubled their audience, maybe. Right. And I, and I think. soft and heavy, so people would check out both. Yeah. And I, I think that's how I, came, I, I, I became aware of them was not having heard them, but heard about them from Blackwater Park and then Deliverance and Damnation came out and I, I thought this is where I'll jump in. And yeah, I've been, I've been all in since I think. I, I, I mean, I know people wanted to jump off when they when they went almost, you know, well, like entirely prog, but I, I love it. I mean, I think some of the albums have been better, but you know, I, I mean, I'm looking at it right now. I got, I can see five Opeth box, box, vinyl box sets from my seat. You know, I love, I love that fucking band. So, <laughs> so the fact that you and, and and one of the the other reason why I like that you say that is because I I do hear similarities between Opeth and Sermon. So. I, yeah, I would say almost like my guitar playing is came from Mike. Right. Uh, like I he learning. I remember just learning guitar. I had a few lessons, and I used to take him Opeth songs, which he was like, "Fucking hell! How's what the <laughs> hell is going on here?" Yeah. The Leper Affinity. That's what I wanted to learn. That's all I wanted to be able to play. And it, that song, you could learn every single technique for guitar playing ever. Well, not every technique, right. but. It's got a, it's got a huge range. Finger picking. It's kind of got a bit of shredding. It's got some. It's just, you know, it's that. That was the foundation of my learning for sure. And you can definitely hear it now, even though I've probably moved away a little bit from you know old demos that I'd done when I was younger, which just sounded like Opeth right. almost exactly. Um, but yeah, it's definitely still there. A huge inspiration. Um, and he, he actually, they, that was the first, when we, the first gig we played was uh, supporting them. So I was just, I was shitting myself, really. Yeah, I imagine. Um, how does, how's that happen? You, you don't play a lot, right? We've only ever played once. Once, um, and it was with Opeth. So that's pretty, that's, you can stop now, I think. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I should because it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a scary audition because that was the first show I've ever played in my life. Oh, wow. wow. I've never I've never been on stage ever, um, except for that time. And I was, yeah, it's fucking How'd it terrifying. Uh, the first song, I was so nervous. There's a, there's a really high note at the end of the first track on the album. And because I was really tense, I just, <laughs> yeah, I think it's on YouTube, actually. You can just hear me fucking it up so bad. <laughs> um, but I've, I've sorted it now. I've, you know, I've got... I've had some singing lessons. I'm feeling much calmer. We were supposed to, we were supposed to play Prognosis Festival in uh, actually just the last Friday, but of course it got cancelled. And that would have been great because that was with Catatonia and Enslaved and um, Martin Mendez's new band White Stones. Yeah, yeah. But it got cancelled. But I was really looking forward to that. But it, yeah, unfortunately, uh, no, fucked it. The damn <laughs> well, virus. Every, it's, 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 you're not the only. I mean, obviously we know this by now, but everything's oh, everything's yeah. done. So, or yeah, yeah. Poor, poor, I mean, I'm I'm okay, really. I lost some money on that, but not like other bands do. Like, yeah, I, I definitely feel for them. Yeah, we have the the closest thing that's by me is uh, well, it's a couple. I'm, I'm actually a pretty good location, but uh, the the closest thing that by me is by is the Maryland Death Fest, you know, which was at one point the biggest like. <laughs> Fest metal fest in, oh, yeah. in, in Pennsylvania or in uh, the states, and uh, I saw something from them the other day saying we're not canceling. We <laughs> and it's like what? Really? I mean, you are like you might think you're not, but yeah. you are. Like, <laughs> how are you going to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I think James actually speaks very highly of Maryland Death Fest. I think so it's really fun to play. Oh, it's not it's, something I think we would do, but I mean, yeah, it looks cool. The lineup's always killer. Well, they do, they they've kind of done these little offshoots now where they they do like this uh days of darkness fest too it's just like a different it's like a different time of the year it's like a different season or whatever but it's it's kind of the shit that leans more towards prog you know and then like a little bit of the, the yeah it's the, i don't know look look into it it's uh but the, they they have something similar that's just a little bit smaller i think but yeah but anyway oh, so, i'd love to play america yeah <laughs> well the, the uh the the this album birth of the marvelous right is what it's called mm. and like you said we said it came out over a year ago now on prosthetic records how did have not how did you end up on prosthetic without having done anything prior to this um I, so i i mean part of, actually it's sort of part of my my job kind of procuring work in a way right um and I, I knew once I had this, these songs recorded really, really well, I was either going to self-release it or I was just going to ask a few labels. And to be honest, within I just I just found all the A and R people and all these different labels, and I kind of generated their emails with this little email generator thing that I've got, and I I just messaged it off to people had the artwork up there i made it look like it was all ready to go it was just a private link on soundcloud and i messaged loads of anr people from you know everyone from monty connor and roadrunner to just you know, earache and yeah uh prosthetic and you know I, and there was there was a few within the hour steve at prosthetic i think got back to me and he was like i'd love to release it um, so it was a, there was a little bit of back and forth with a couple of others, um, but pro, the reason actually is prosthetics seem to love it the most. 
like uh, that, that was that was genuinely the the reason um with going with them even though i knew they were quite a, a death metally kind of they, they've got some really heavy doomy bands do. whereas i think sermon sermon's a little bit more pansy-ish i think yeah. <laughs> you know it's a bit it's kind of it kind of it's it's maybe a little yeah it's good let's say lighter music, it's a little but, lighter yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not quite lighthearted, but yeah, it's it's easier to listen to, I think. And I I think that was evidenced by Steve, Joe, the A&R guy at Prosthetic. He said, my my wife's been, he, she was like, this is really good. And uh, <laughs> she usually hates, hates like all the death metal stuff. So I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Well, they cool. do. They, they, there will be some groupies. <laughs> they are pretty, a pretty diverse label. When, when, when you really look at the the, the construction of it and the, the the albums they're putting out. I mean, I was just looking at what they just released recently. I think uh, Huntsman was one that they just, they just put out, which is a very. I don't know, it's kind of heavy, kind of soft, kind of you know. But it's uh, anyway. Point is, I think I think it's a good home for Sermon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're they're really they do. They're one of those labels that have, they've had so many, you know, big. Like they, I mean, they've, I suppose they've come and gone. Yeah. Um, but like you know, they've had Lamb of God and Gajira and you know, I, I was just like, yeah, I don't want to be part of that. Of course, I want to be part of that. Um, and they're all really nice guys. I don't think there's there's not a lot they can really do for Sermon because of the way that Sermon is. Right. Just it's just me, but um, you know, they, I just get to write albums, which is what I want to want to do really. Um, so yeah. Kind kind of kind of happy, kind of nervous, but yeah, it's all right. No, that's, that's fucking good enough, right? You know, that's the, to 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 take a. I think it's a. I think it's important to other people, maybe recognize that that what you did is an option, too. Like you don't have to. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know you worked hard on uh, on on writing this album and figuring it out, and you know, making it making it all a finished product, but. Doesn't sound like you had to kiss a lot of ass to do it either, and and to, to get no, to get yeah, where no. you got to, to where your label where you, where you got a good label releasing your record. And I think some people think that uh, oh, so we want to try to put out a record, get on a label. We got some ass kissing to do, and that's not always the case. No, I th- yeah, no, I didn't. Do- I think one of the the biggest mistake, oh, maybe it's not a mistake, but the big one of the things that I noticed that a lot of bands. Um, seem to seem to lack is that they they concentrate so much on you know doing the music or just trying to they just want people to hear it right away and they you know they might do one song two song three songs but they won't just sit there and wait a bit and have this finished product and then send it to people they'll you know maybe there's multiple ways of doing it but I know that there's so many bands like out there just being on the scene for so long because they just the most valuable thing they have they just keep releasing without showing it to a label first yeah and maybe they don't want a label <laughs> and that's uh, maybe that's fair enough um but i just knew because i was a nobody i'm not even in a scene i you know i'm genuinely nothing i needed an instant connection right away for anyone to hear it because otherwise no one's going to hear it right right at all because i don't know that world um but i d- yeah it's, I know a few bands I was just like, if you just held on a bit longer <laughs> just to finish it properly, get it all together, you you could be, I mean, I won't name any names, but yeah, it's just, I, sometimes I'm just like, they've put so much craft into 
into their songs. I'm just like, if you just let the craft the whole thing a little bit more thoroughly, you know, you could really be something. But it's it's quite hard for labels now. I think if you go in without a finished thing, they're not going to do it for you. They're not going to pay to get it done now, especially something in me- like metal. Yeah. Um, so it's a sh- I think it's a shame, which means I think there's a lot of bands out there that just don't get heard enough, even though they're amazing. Um, they'll get. I'm sure they'll get there eventually. It's just, I suppose, it's just something I've noticed. Yeah, and I think I think that's right. But I, but I think the the main thing for some people to just um, to to understand or recognize is that there's there's different ways to go about it. You don't need to follow the fucking formula of like like you know a lot of people think you got to play shows, play shows, play shows. Uh, get in front of somebody, and that's your only chance. Where you've clearly shown a, an entirely different path, where you didn't play any shows and you just sent it to somebody. And said, hey, check it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that, that, I'm sure, I'm sure, prosthetic would would like us, to, you know, like me <laughs> yeah, to yeah. go and go and do tours. But it, it just, you know, the amount it costs. I, I'm not joking. Like, because I have to. There's like, you know, you have got. Musicians aren't free, and actually, the first show I didn't pay them because we weren't getting paid for it. We just got flights there. The, the festival just paid for that. Um, but to do like you know pub shows around Europe would just bleed money for me, right? Because right. I'm just one guy. I would just and I wouldn't be able to support it. It's not like six people all putting in twenty five quid a night to play a gig. It's it's yeah, it's it's just too much. Um, and also, I don't think it would look right either. It wouldn't feel right in a in a pub. It wouldn't be like some gritty death metal band who are like the local heroes. It would just be me, some idiot, just, <laughs> just <laughs> playing a, a 40-minute album to like 20 people. I, I, yeah, it just doesn't doesn't compute for me in terms of how much it's going to, how much debt it will put me in, really. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, speaking of money, I think about, go ahead, go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no! I, I, I lost my train of thought. Ah, uh, fucked you up. Sorry. Because I, I this is a, this is a seriously stupid question from an ignorant American. When when you guys say quid, I don't know what that means. I know. Sorry. Yes. No. Sorry, no. Pounds. And I, no. I, I still no. I need I need this really clearly explained to me yeah. because I hear you guys yeah. say it in all your movies and shit, and I don't know what the fuck any of it means. What can you explain <laughs> so, your money to me? So. Yeah, so so quid is is essentially like what you say bucks. So you say twenty five bucks. It's, yeah. it's twenty five dollars, isn't it? Yeah. So twenty five quid is 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 the equivalent, I guess. Quid so is just, just your bucks. Uh, that's that makes perfect sense. Why did anybody say that? You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't know. It actually just came to me. I've never thought of it that way before either. But it, it, it is just it is genuinely just that. It's, so it's uh, not like just, it's it's not the official. Like name of the money, it's just a slang term for money. Yeah, it's the it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, that it's, works. If you, it's the informal version of pounds, I guess. All right. It's if you're you know you're down the you know you you're a car dealer or something or an like an estate agent, and he's a he's a bit of a he's a bit of a geezer as we would say, uh, and you'd be like yeah yeah forty quid mate yeah instead of forty pounds my good man. <laughs> That's, what's what's really funny about it is that is that like that never even crossed my mind that you guys would possibly use different like like every other language in the world that you guys would do exactly what we do it was like no they used one i don't know that's just you know like the ignorance of your own language and then you think like well oh, man that, 
there's so much stupid slang in england like and it's and it's uh, regional as well like if i go past birmingham i'll struggle to understand what some people are talking about <laughs> well we have the it's same problem so here we have the same problem here but it's but it's it's usually the uh the, it's it's like the middle the middle of the country the south even that you know fuck it it's everywhere people can probably come here and tell me they don't understand me and i can go i can go west and not understand anyway but sometimes it's not even it's not the words right it's just the it's just the the phrases yeah yeah exactly the way they they yeah they they're calling one thing a thing that, that it isn't basically because of cloak is it colloquial Cloak, yeah or, i believe I that's know. it but i'm not going to try to say that word cuz that's really hard yeah, I just, I mean, you just saw me fail. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I like it. I've, I've never had a problem. Every time I've come to America, I've, it's, I've never had a, I've never been like, I don't understand what they're saying. They're usually like that with me, or they think right. I'm Australian. Yeah, well, um, you guys are interchangeable to us, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we're, you know, we're one and the same. Both on islands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but all right, so hey, the Birth of the Marvelous, I saw that it you wrote the, or you mentioned this too. You wrote this for 6 years. You put this together for 6 years. Actually, to be honest with you, it was it was written within a year. Oh, okay. And it was written because uh my dad was dying and oh, I just sorry. needed some kind of um oh, no, this is that's totally fine. Long gone. But um He's, uh, it, it was just a way of just, keep, you know, keeping sane and making something really quite tragic and, um, just, just a horrible thing to witness, uh, into something better. Um, and that, that was it really. Um, yeah. but it, it, the six years thing was really just because it was hard to, you know, James was in Vader, so getting timelines to sync up is really difficult. And again, like I say, it's not that James doesn't like me. Well, he might, <laughs> he might hate me, I don't know. Um, but uh, it's just, it's difficult to, for someone to take you seriously when he just knows me as this, as this guy who just plays guitar in his room. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, and then I've got to convince the producer to do it properly, and then they've got to find the money to do it, and... So all in all, it was about six years. And I mean, to be honest with you, it took the label a year to release it from the point of signing. Um, There was a lot of delays there just because of lawyers and stuff. But, um, you know, we we got there eventually. Better late than ever. And when you release an album that you've worked on so long, well, in in whichever aspect, in whichever way Mm -hmm. you work, you know, it's been a long process and you put it out, do you expect, I don't know how to say this correctly. Do you expect like immediate, uh, I don't know, satisfaction or do you, or do you like, because, because you work so hard on it, do you expect other people to maybe, or maybe do you grant other people more time to digest what took you so long to get out there? I mean, because none of my, well, like I said earlier, none of my friends are really into this kind of thing. So I, I knew kind of right away that no one would care there really i mean they were they're all like oh well done and kind of stuff but it, right. you know, they don't like it if that makes sense <laughs> yeah, yeah um <laughs> uh but when it started getting reviewed and labels started getting interested i had that little that little feeling of you know it is kind of like a in the back of your head oh i hope people like this because i think this is quite a cool song and um you know you get that and it feels it feels really good even if it's just one or two um and i'm sure there's bad reviews out there uh actually i've read a couple that were bad and i sort of agree with them in in many ways 
uh, with their with their criticisms. That's um, it doesn't really bother me. What what, I, I, what, what what in particular is there a specific thing? Uh, I think I think what one of the things that we get one of the criticisms I think we had was that it sounded they thought it was a rip off of Catatonia, um, which honestly I it was never really a an influence. But I suppose thinking about it now, maybe it, it does kind of sound. Like Catatonia. I mean, I I, I, I see the similarities, but not like not even anywhere close to a ripoff. You know, there, there's some things that are cl- similar, but not like that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, uh, I I don't. Yeah, I, uh, I was just I was like, oh okay, <laughs> and I see us getting compared to a lot of lot of bands I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think half of that is sometimes that's criticism, and sometimes it's. I can just tell it's because people are trying to summarize for everyone else like what this thing is like. Um, but uh, the thing that the thing that got us quite a, a fair bit of attention that started to spread really quickly um, was a review an angry metal guy. Yeah, uh, and that I could just you could see it on the Spotify app. You could see the spike in listens. It was crazy. It went from like a hundred listens a day to like. 3000 and you know that continued for a while i mean but with all these this album stuff like you get like a one to two month window and then kind of everyone stops stops caring um which is to be understood because we're, we're not playing either we're not touring or anything so uh there's only so much you can do but the feeling's great yeah, Even, actually, I, I read that review today. I don't think I had read it. I don't think I had read any reviews of this record until today. And then I was like, you know what? I'll see what other people think. And I, that was the first one that pops up. And uh, it's a good one. It's definitely. You know, yeah. 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 And, even, the, even the commenters you get like at the bottom. I yeah. was just amazed at how many people said they liked it. I, even the bad ones, I still don't mind. I'm like, yeah, I understand. I can get it. I mean, I don't really, really like Radiohead, and I'm not. Well, I, wait, I'm not saying I'm Radiohead. Right. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that even it doesn't have to be like absolutely shit for someone to dislike it. Basically, no, not at all. Well, hey, here's the thing: I always say to people when we talk about reviews on here is that, like, I I did reviews for, and I still do here and there for over ten years now, and I'm not qualified at all. To get, it's just somebody let me do them like that, and that's all it takes. Is that it's like it's it's funny how much weight they have, and how much people consider them. Where like you know who who knows? And I think that's why you get why why you'll see comparisons. Like somebody will say like that you're a ripoff of Catatonia, which I I don't hear, but it's it's uninformed shit like that. And because anybody's allowed to write reviews, and I think that's a, I don't. And I think it's important that people realize that. Like, you can write reviews, any of you. Any of you who listen to this, you can write reviews too. And it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, it's just an opinion. I don't know. It's Yeah, and I, but, I, but I would say at the same time, I'm, I'm, sort of, I'm sort of the same with actually writing the music. Like, I, I don't think I really have the authority to do it either. So yeah. I, it's sort of a two-way street <laughs> in a way. I'm a, I'm a massive fraud. I can barely... I'm not like an amazing guitarist. I'm not. On a, I can barely play keyboards or bass, but I'll I'll do it convincingly enough to convince people that I can do it. I'm just not very good. Well, that's... I, I just know I know enough to kind of make it sound how I want to sound. If that makes 
sense. But yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm I'm a I'm a fraud, totally. <laughs> as well, as much as the reviewer. Well, the, the the phrase "fake it till you make it," right? That's what we're all doing. We're all just, but you know, somebody's. I don't know who's the who's legit then if we're all faking it. But you know, but but hey, for, for fuck it, if you're faking yeah. it, you're doing a good job, um, yeah. as, as evidenced by these reviews of other people faking it. But but uh, yeah. So how did how did these are weird? Yeah, oh, sorry. Go, no, no, go, go, go. How how did you how did you start writing all this music by yourself? Like, where did you mu- like as a musician? Where did this all come from? Like you it said, just, you started when you were 13, but then it blossomed yeah, everything well, else? I would say I've probably got maybe four or five albums just sitting there from my from my past. Um, because I, I tend to write in those kind of chunks, like album chunks. But uh, this, this was a little bit different. On this, I used to write guitar riffs and sort of sew them together until it made like a song. But on this, I always started with the drums. Like I always felt like the drums needed to, okay, I need a song that's just, the whole thing has just got snares through it. And then a whole one where the it's just toms. And that 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 kind of gave the identity to some of the songs, I, I think. So I would just kind of jam over those. I would I also have this thing where I don't, I'll listen to like pop songs and be like, what if I just did that and made it metal? Yeah. That kind of thing. So, like, for example, um, Festival is, I, I got that idea off a, off, off a band called Daughter, a British band, and they've got a song called Human. And I just, the chorus was just this kind of snare roll, like this marching snare roll. And I was just like, I've got to, got to make something like that, just for my own, my own amusement kind of yeah. thing. Or like the Descend, for example, the rhythm of that, the duh, duh. Duh, duh, duh. It's taken from the Batman Dark Knight Rises soundtrack. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, I was just like, what if that was a metal song? What if I, what if I could just make that rhythm? I mean, now I'm probably going to get sued, but it's all right because I haven't got anything anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> take take half of my nothing. Go for it. Um, that's that's funny. I, yeah. I, I think I, I love hearing that though. I love and I love hearing. Uh, I, I was just talking. I was just doing an interview yesterday, and I was telling this person this kind of similar thing where I love when people are honest about their influences and inspirations. Like even if it is a fucking pop song or if, or a, a, a very popular movie. Like to everybody, I think everybody likes to lie and say they're inspired by the you know the deepest cut by the most underground band. And, you know, if everybody's just real, you can be inspired by a fucking pop song and make it into some good music, you know? I'm honestly fascinated by, and I used to, don't get me wrong, when I was younger, I used to scour the depths of the underground to try and find the, you know, the weirdest and most unheard of stuff, you know, prog, prog stuff, black metal stuff. But yeah. for some reason now in my old age, maybe it's because I'm just getting dumber and tireder, but it's that I just... I'm just fascinated by how how they can piece together these songs and millions of people listen to it. I think, you know, like a band like Ghost, I think do an amazing job of making pop songs sound not so much like pop songs, but still kind of pop songs. Like right, right. Tony Iommi and ABBA fucked. That's <laughs> to me, that's like Ghost. Right. right. Um, but, I, you know, I, I think for the most part in terms of, people's influences i i the more and more i'm in this world and i'm not still not really but i know a few bands and met a few i I get the sense that we all just fish from the same river 
a lot of the time. And I don't think it's stealing. It's like it's like designing chairs. You know, you just you can make different chairs, but it's still a chair. Yeah. <laughs> if you know if you know if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah some are more comfortable than others. Yeah, it's refining the craft almost yeah. and it you know, it moves on a little bit more and a little bit more and you know, every now and then you'll get someone who comes out with a totally different chair. And and then and then there'll be more chairs based on that chair. Now I think the latest I can think of like that is like my sugar. They've been done an entire genre that people have just taken their chair and made a whole bunch of chairs that are maybe a little bit more accessible to sit on. <laughs> I'm going too far with this metaphor thing. I've, no, I've no, gone no, no. into the wormhole. No, you're all right. You just went into the sugar territory where I always have the same joke I, about Masuga is that I like Masuga, but every time I listen to them, it sounds like they have transmission problems. And <laughs> they, they, and, and and it's but you're totally right about about that 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 is they they might be the last band to do that to really have a sound that became its its own genre. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I, one of the one of the early early ones I remember ripping them off, and I don't even rip, mean ripping them off in a bad way. Was uh, a life once lost. A life once lost is you know this metalcore band from Pennsylvania mm. that at first sounded sounded really unique, and then on one album I think it was a great artist suddenly just started doing this Mashuga. I don't. I guess we say yeah, and it was like everybody everybody recognized it right away and really gave them shit for it. But now that they look like they, it's almost like. Now a life once lost looks like the innovator because they were the first one to rip off yeah. Masuga. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're it's it's amazing, isn't it? I, I, even even I remember when Ten Thousand Days came out by Tool, and ja, like, I think it's Jambi, is it? Maybe I was just like, that's a fucking Masuga song. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a Masuga riff. That's a Masuga song. It's got the. It's got the the straight four count on the crash, but the weird shit going on on the rest of the kit. I was like, "That's my sugar." So you know, if, if Tool can rip them off, and I mean, Tool just sounds like King Crimson Discipline, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, you know, that's what I mean. We all fish from the same river, don't we? And uh, you you've just got to hope that no one no one pulls you out. <laughs> hey, but you know, it's it's. I mean, I I think I think it sounds like for you, it's been a pretty a pretty cool experience so far but what what has been the what has been the highlight of of doing sermon at this point i think i've had a few um really interesting uh, like uh, you know the band sewen yeah so I, I i saw a picture of martin lopez wearing a sermon t-shirt and for me that was amazing because he was a huge hero for me um and then their guitarist was just wearing wearing the t-shirt i've had um i've had uh, a phone conversation with chris adler from lamb of god yeah. he rang me up to say how much he liked the record and there was a discussion about p- potentially managing sermon but um you know I'm, like i said there's not really a band to manage to be honest <laughs> at the moment you know still, it's still just, a cool con- phone call it's okay yeah it was really it was uh it was really really bizarre because again he's you know to me i suppose he's almost a household name right and um and getting like you know opeth's manager andy like he he put us on prognosis he just sent me an email and was like i want you on which it for me being like i keep saying and like a nothing is is really cool because i just it's just amazing that someone like that has heard it um 
which is a big deal to me, but I suppose in the grand scheme of the world, it's not a huge deal. But it felt good, is, is what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I understand, and that's, uh, I mean, doing this, right, like I, I, I do these conversations pretty much weekly. This week, I'm trying to do them every day this week, but, you know, so I get to talk to all these musicians whose music I, I, I genuinely really like. Like, I've, I've listened to Birth of the Marvelous pretty regularly for the last year, you know what I mean? So, like, like I, I, I don't know, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of yours, and, like, for... For other people that I've had on before, like people that I've listened to since I was a kid, the, the one example I always use is Tommy Victor from Prong, like or Eddie Sutton oh, yeah. from from Leeway. Like these bands, these are bands that I listened to since I was a kid, and to just have these, they're just fucking you know hour long, whatever, forty five minute conversations. It's just a really cool thing, and it's and uh, I don't know, it's you know, it's all relative, but it's just you know it's individually it's a, it's a very cool things and like what you're saying and the things that you've experienced with sermon uh I've, i'm sure i understand what you're saying i guess is that it doesn't seem like a big deal but it feels great even even you just saying that you're a fan to me is is i've never heard anyone really say that to me yeah you know, I've, I've i've seen it's it's bizarre um, and I, I really appreciate it don't don't get me wrong i'm just kind of uh sort of analyzing the situation but yeah that's the, that might be the first time anyone said that to me okay. but thank you well good yeah no problem um but so with uh we, we'll, we'll wrap this up here in a minute we've been on for 45 okay. minutes but um so i mean outside of this coronavirus nonsense what mm. can people and and like you said sermon's not really your main it's not it's not a very full-time thing at all what can people expect out of sermon f- going forward? Well, we had some plans. Um, I, I, I was hoping we would be going into um, the studio uh, towards the summer for album two um, to be released next year. I would think um, it's kind of pretty much there. The yeah. skeletons all there. I was gonna. There was a cover song that we started recording in Poland um, by an artist called Scott Walker. Didn't he just die? He did. Yeah, he did. He did. Uh, this sort of this time a couple of years ago, I think it was, or maybe it was last year. I think it was last year, but yeah. Yeah. So we were going to, I was going to do a cover of the song, the seventh seal. Cause I, I quite like the idea of releasing something, every year just to keep your chops up experiment with recording techniques and different instruments and etc. Sure. And I just thought that was a really good song um, that would translate quite well to a sermon song. Um, but I, you know, coronavirus has put a lot of things up into the uh, put a big question mark on things, but album two is coming. Uh, and it's, 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 yeah, I think it's going to be, I mean, I think it's going to be good. <laughs> But I, you know, I always think that going in, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? It could be a piece of shit, and if it you is, could I'm fuck really it sorry. all up. Yeah, it could be terrible. <laughs> yeah. and, hey, and hey, by the way, just I, I just looked this up. Scott Walker did die last year, but it was yesterday. It was one year ago. So it, it, <sighs> on on the release, uh, the anniversary of your album release, right, March twenty second. Holy shit! Yeah, so you killed him. Way to go! <sighs> Damn it! Yeah. And I missed my <laughs> I missed my PR opportunity to yeah. release the cover song as well. You did. You fucked oh, it all damn up. it! Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Scott. <laughs> but now nah, um, I just derailed what you were saying. I believe. Um. I mean, yeah. Uh, well, there's another one coming. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just, I'm not sure when. I mean, um, we are, I say we, I'm contracted to write <laughs> um, three in total. Okay. So unless I die right. or unless uh, I decide that I don't want to do it anymore, um, there will be more on the horizon. I just, uh, I don't know when. Um, but it should be good. It's going to be different. Not crazy different, but noticeably, I think. That's cool. I'm, I'm well. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to hear what you, what, you, what you're going to do. Um, yeah, I don't want to let you down, man. Now, yeah, I'm your only fan. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, thank you for taking the time to have this conversation. I really do appreciate oh, it. Oh no, no, it's my pleasure. And uh, yeah, be well, stay safe. Yep, you do the same. Don't go anywhere, I'll, no matter I'll, what I'll Gus try. says. <laughs> Cheers, mate. All right, speak soon. Yeah, take All care. Right. Bye.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with uh, some guy from Sermon. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was an absolute pleasure. It was a fun talk. Um, I think I told him not to listen to Gus there at the end, which uh, I don't think that's a, that's a person. I think I met Boris, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Who cares? Uh, but, yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with uh, whoever he was, and uh, I hope you like the songs. That, one's, that one there at the end, that was uh, The Drift. Um, from also from The Birth of the Marvelous. And uh, if you haven't got that record yet, I, I highly suggest you do. And if you're wondering if you can still receive it in the mail during the COVID-19 crisis of 2020, you absolutely can. Order from prostheticrecords.com. I know uh, the official uh, sermon shop I saw today mentioned that they're, 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 there's a little bit of lag in, uh, in, in merchandise deliveries at the moment. But... Uh, I can tell you because I ordered recently. Prosthetic is, is shipping in the United States. A little delayed, all right? I, I might have had to send an email saying, uh, hey, excuse me, but uh, where is my shit? And uh, they were polite and responded with a, oh, it's right here. And uh, then there it was. So good for them. I can say I can say that uh, that's, that's a better response than I got from uh, some other labels at this uh, time period. There's a lot, you know, let me, let me, let me take a minute to, to bitch here. Um, you know, so people were really pushing this, uh, you know, send us your money because we're out of work musicians, even though it's very much a part-time thing for them, which is weird. You know, you need to accept that, that, that this thing didn't really derail you that much and uh, stop making excuses. But anyway, uh, I, I'm a guy who obviously loves music. That's why I do this thing. And uh, I appreciate musicians. Talk to them every week, several of them every week for, for this. And, uh, and so I thought, you know, placing orders from these people who are who are who are saying like here buy from us while you know whatever uh, put some money in our pockets so i do and then it's taking uh let's say uh at least 20 days almost a month now to even get a shipping notification so uh guys do better all right if this is all you got to do uh post office is open i know well ups is open and fedex is open been to all three been to all three in in the past week so uh you can do it too so for all these people who who took the time and answered your call and bought your shit uh go ahead and send it out now you fucking assholes <laughs> i only laugh to make it sound uh less harsh uh do it all right you you do your part now too okay um yeah but that's it that's it for this one wow sorry to end that on that note um i think we should keep it uh i think we should keep this episode uh british and we should keep this episode uh, kind of proggy, kind of uh, kind of whatever, whatever you call this shit. I don't know. Um, this this the song I want to play here at the end is not something I'm familiar with at all. It's something that just showed up in my email today, and uh, I, I'm not familiar with it. Um, but I listened to it and I thought, well, this is pretty interesting. I'll put it in the podcast today. And uh, it's a, it's a track from from a band called uh, what the fuck are they called? They're called. Uh, sunflower and poisonous birds <laughs> yeah i know don't don't roll your eyes too hard uh, but they're called sunflower and poisonous birds the song is called low tide and the dying sun um it's another like i said another uk band uh they got a new record coming out uh, at some point um i'm not exactly sure when so that'll have to be good enough information for you check out uh what, what did i what did i say they were called again sunflower and poisonous birds low tide and the dying sun 
Thank you for listening to the podcast this week. Next week, um, not sure who we're going to bring. I got a couple interviews I'm sitting on, but um, not sure. Might be a twofer again. But anyway, <laughs> Sunflower and the Poisonous Birds, Low Tide and the Dying Sun. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. When we die, when we die.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 